classic hip hop shit. Dr. D.R.E. Rose and Jay. Let's get them. We started out mopping floors. And now we front row with the awards. Number one for the last 20 years. If you real, motherfucker, scream cheers. Motherfucker, scream cheers. Yeah. And it is what it is. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome to another episode of the Three Kings Podcast. It's your unfriendly neighborhood podcast providing news, politics, and opinions with a uh, hip-hop flair to it. I'm your gracious host, T-Serve. I want to introduce you guys to uh, my uh, distinguished co-hosts. First off, we have um, my first distinguished co-host. He is Fatwa Rob, a.k.a. Black Rob. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, studio audience. (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah, the studio audience loves you, Fatwa, Rob. <laughs> What's been going on? How you doing, sir? I'm chilling, man. Chilling, you? I'm good. I'm right. uh, feeling, feeling uh, lovely tonight, you know? Yeah? Yeah, uh, you, got, you got a drink, help, drink help, in hand and everything? Help, help, uh, some libations? Some, rum. some libations. What kind of room do we have? Is that uh Sailing on the captain. Uh, no, no, the no, captain. No yes. sailing. No Jamaican <laughs> room. Plus, I hit the gym earlier. Oh shit! Wow. I uh, ran about a mile worth of sprints. That's very worked impressive. on worked on my triceps. You know what I'm saying? So I'm feeling. I was already feeling good. Now I'm feeling excellent. We don't believe you. You need more people. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You need more people. We'll see. Oh, we'll man. see. But I also want to introduce you guys to uh, my other. Very distinguished co-host. He is the uh, the man, the myth, the legend, known as your favorite mass hole and T Black. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on? Thank you, studio audience. What's up, sir? What up, Black Rob? Spot. What, what up, man? What's what up? Here? What up, T Black? Shit, thirsty Thursday. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> thirsty Thursday. Nah, just chilling, man. You know, just enjoying it. You what know? you sipping on? I got a little vodka, you know what I'm saying? Okay. A little vodka in Same the cup, here. you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, getting it in. It's a good Thursday. It's a good Thursday, you know it's what I'm saying? Got to quench your thirst. I have to obey the thirst, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> listen to Sprite. Hey, listen to Sprite. It's Thursday, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Basically. What you, you guys been up to late recently? What's going on? Ah, uh, man. You know, I'm glad we, uh, have, we, we're having this today. <laughs> having a couple of drinks, man. I remember I told y'all I got some fish. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, that's right. You got yeah. the sharks, right? The sharks. You in the, posted it. Yeah, uh, in, the, in the place. Uh, not, not sharks. <laughs> <laughs> guppies. That's for big boys. I got some guppies. <laughs> some other. I forgot what they are, but tetras, I think. Okay. But oh my god, these motherfuckers are driving me crazy. <laughs> a word? What happened? I think they're teenagers and they're already having babies. A word? Yeah, I woke up today. I have five new baby fish in my tank. You mean you don't have oh, like geez. little, uh, little condom machine in there in the tank? <laughs> you don't have a little condom machine there in the tank? Oh man, I got some fast ass fish. That's what I got, man. <laughs> and I don't know what to do about it. If anybody out there knows about fish, text me. I mean, um, send us an email at official three kings podcast at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Tell me what I need to do because I got this tank that can only hold six fish, <laughs> and I got six more. And that's why that's why you're a fryer. So I mean, that you need that's the Planned Parenthood for fish. I know, <laughs> man. It's fast, it's fast ass fish. But hey, somebody please send me some advice. Yeah, man. Yeah, oh, man. we might have a giveaway. Oh, that's that's a, that's a good idea. We can have that as a giveaway. Yeah, oh, yeah. Three Worst case, fish fry. <laughs> fish, fish. Goldfish, 
giveaway. Or you guys could have a fish fry, whatever. We can give away. You guys, whatever you guys want to do, whatever. Yeah. So first, first people, first five people send an email to official three kings podcast at gmail.com Get a gets a free fish. I mean, we we can't guarantee the condition will be in when you guys get it, but yeah. you got, we'll send it. We can't even guarantee it'll get there, but <laughs> but please send <laughs> all proceeds. <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. So yeah, do something with this shit, man. Mm-hmm. What about you, T Black? What's been going on, man? A little bit of this, a little bit of that, man. Just you know, just working hard, hard at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but can't complain otherwise, you know. Next week's uh, Thanksgiving too, so yeah. you guys look forward to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely two good, you know, two full days off, you know, just to kind of chill. Again, the, then the weekend. Yeah. So can't wait for that, and then to get fat. Okay. No, no shit. Yeah, Thanksgiving is my favorite favorite mm-hmm. holiday. I usually take the entire week and go up to New York and just chill out or whatever, just see some see some people, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I just love New York in the fall and just like being able to just like chill out there during for an entire week is awesome and eat eat my ass off. Basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm traveling to Atlanta next week too. Okay, that's what's up. How long yeah, you uh, the whole week? I'm not taking any days off though. Okay, are you working from home? You working hey, from home? Don't let your employer hear this shit. You know. I'll be working. Son. At least they don't see these air quotes that you're, that you're putting. <laughs> what, up. what air quotes, man? Oh yeah, that's right. Dry said, snitching. I'll dry be snitching. Working from home. That's right. Stop that's the dry right. snitching. Stop Hard snitching. Work. No, no dry snitching here. I ain't taking no days off, man. That's why when I go out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, yeah, before we get started in these uh, mathematics, uh, we wanted to uh, get into a little segment we call African Love Connection. Last week's episode of Three Kings Podcast, Rob had met his queen. The listeners have been anxiously waiting for updates on uh, Rob's uh, romantic romantic uh, involvement. So, let's hear what happened. What's going on, Rob? What happened? Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that well, that moment just went in, went, in, went away really quick. I got, I got here. That was pretty on time. I was downstairs. Uh, I saw some dude working downstairs. <laughs> you didn't talk to her after the episode last yes uh, last time last week. Uh, you know I didn't want to appear like a creep, man. Since we're leaving, you, know, you got to be careful these days, man. With all everything that's happening. That's true. And, and, and she's at yeah. work. She feels uncomfortable. She feels uncomfortable, man. <laughs> she doesn't I could have a safe. Senate running like 15 years, man, and she comes out of the blue set harassing her. And, and there it is. And three, there will be um, subpoena, three kings subpoenaed. Um, I'm, <laughs> be, be on the stand like, I don't know shit. I'm pretty sure the, the Kenya State Senate isn't going to be doing the diligence in, uh, in Washington, D.C. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be very careful. But I, I didn't see her today, man. It was some dude down there, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Was disappointed. Oh well, there's always next week. Keep us posted. There's always next week. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> okay. There's always next week. Exactly. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll definitely keep you guys updated as far as uh, what goes on with this uh, love connection. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens next week. All right. But uh, as far as now, you want you guys want to get into this mathematics? Let's do it. Let's go. It's mathematics. Might be most definitely. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I revolve around science. What are we talking about here? Might be most definitely. That's right. It's simple mathematics. We talk about uh, these the issues, the news events going around uh, the U.S. and around the world. So uh, 
a lot, a lot of stuff has been going on. Um, so recently, uh, Trump was in uh, in Asia, and uh, he had uh, a few things to say about the the uh, intelligence community. So uh, President Trump lashed out at uh, U.S. intelligence leaders for their conclusion that Russia interfered in the 2016 election, calling them political hacks and slamming the investigations into Russian interference as a quote-unquote democratic hit job. He blasted uh, CIA Director John Brennan, former national Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, and former FBI Director James Comey. So he said, quote, uh, I mean, give me a break. They're political hacks. So you look at it. I mean, you have Brennan, you have Clapper, and you have Comey. Comey is proven now to be a liar, and he is proven now to be a leaker. So you look at, you look at that, and you have President Putin very strongly, vehemently says, he had nothing to do with them. Uh, Trump said that the investigation into Russian interference in the election was a quote-unquote uh, democratic-inspired thing and a quote-unquote pure hit job. He went on to say that he wasn't going to argue with Putin about whether Russia interfered in the 2016 election. Quote, he didn't meddle. He said he didn't meddle. He said he didn't meddle. I asked him again. You can only ask so many times. Now, out of uh, just, um, just to let you guys know, days later, uh, Trump went on to say that he personally, personally accepts opinion of the U.S. intelligence agencies as currently led by his appointees, in spite of Putin's denials. He said, I'm with our agencies, especially as currently constituted with their current leadership, our intelligence agencies as currently led by fine people. I believe very much in our intelligence agencies. Now, here at uh, Three Kings Podcast, we have exclusive audio uh, of uh, Vladimir Putin's response to uh, Trump questioning him about about uh, the interfering in the Russia election. Let's, let's hear what he, what he had to say. What more do you want from me? That's right. He sounds awfully a lot, a lot like Tyrese for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, what do you guys think about this story? Oh, man. <laughs> Donald Trump will make the worst detective ever on a, on a detective show, right? <laughs> O.J. Simpson. Did you, in fact, kill your wife? We have the blood on the Bronco. <laughs> we, have, we have the bloody glove. What more do you want from me? <laughs> OJ, no, I didn't do it. Okay. <laughs> Interview over. I believe you. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I mean, and I can only ask him so many times. Can o- I can only ask OJ so many times whether he killed his wife. Right. <laughs> Look, Trump, he's an ignoramus, man, for real, because... You would think with all the connections, all the you know people trying to put a connection between Trump and and Russia, even if Russia does have something on him, whether it's the PP tape or whether it's his financial dealings over there, you would think he would at least do a wink, right, and say and talk tough about Russia and you know and giving them a, a wink just so he can get the the uh, the press off of him. But no, he doesn't do that. He attacks the the intelligence community and the press. The two institutions, you know, are designed just to get into your shit. <laughs> I never liked you anyway. <laughs> to ask questions, you know, and dig dirt up on you. So, I'm not surprised, right? Of course not. Of course not. I mean, he's 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 a, just a petulant child, and just the fact that he just backtracked like immediately, like a, a day later, and especially the fact that he's like I, him and the, uh, the GOP. They talk about how they're so like pro law enforcement all this shit and they're like he's like going after like the head of law enforcement in the country and then flip to flip it around and talk about you know this law enforcement bullshit or whatever it just shows how much of a fucking hypocrite he really is it, he just talks out of both sides of his mouth depending on he just he really talks without even thinking honestly yep, exactly. he just has no filter whatsoever no filter and no intelligence no emotional intelligence at that 
You know, he, he makes himself look like he's on the Kremlin payroll and shit. You know, like, what side are you on? You know what I mean? Like, seriously. You know? And then to come back and flip it around. Exactly. The, the next, very next day. Yep. Right. First of all, you're talking shit about your countrymen, the intelligence community, and the FBI overseas. Then when you say something stupid that we know you meant because we, we can read, it's, it's, it's written down. <laughs> it was tape. You know, people had it on, on tape. Right. You can't walk back from this. We're not going to let you walk back from this. You said that you defended Trump. I mean, uh, you defended Putin vehemently. And now you're going to come back around and tell us, oh, that's not what I meant? Come on. Like, we're not stupid, man. We're not, your, we're not your supporters, okay? You know, even his own CIA uh, director came out against him. Yeah. You know? Yep. That's and, that, and then that's why he had come out and, and they, you know, they told him, this is what you, you have to read this, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you ever want to know what Trump thinks, just listen to when he is not reading a piece of paper. Or reading a teleprompter, that's him. The shit that's written down, that's somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like when he said, uh, like when he gave that statement on Charlottesville, and he was like reading the statement, and then he said on all on all sides, on all sides, that was him. That was him. He when he that ended, shit, yeah. yeah, when he yeah. ad libbed that part, <laughs> right. and that's what he that's what he got he got fucked up over. He would have just like stuck to the rest of the script, he would have been fine. But the thing about the intelligence community is that when he fired when he fired Comey, the intel a lot of people in the intelligence community and FBI they they were like energized. So they were like, "Oh shit!" And they because he was talking shit about them. So he there were a lot of people in the intelligence community and the FBI. They were like, "Oh shit, we're gonna dig doubly into this motherfucker's shit. We are gonna make sure that we we get everything we possibly can on him." So he's really just shooting himself in the foot by doing doing this kind of thing. We coming for you, nigga. Yeah. So that's the intelligence community. They they're really they're really gonna be coming from. He just keeps talking shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, fine. They're just gonna keep digging into your your ties with Russia and all this shit. So yeah, go ahead, keep keep shooting yourself in the foot. That's fine. Yeah, uh, this <laughs> this the intelligence community and the media. Yeah, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Keep doing it. Yeah. See, see how it ends up for you. <laughs> Bury yourself. Exactly. It already didn't didn't end up too well for uh, Papa Doc and uh, and what's his name, Paul Manafort. So yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Keep keep it up. Keep it up. We'll see. We'll see. So um, more Trump fuck shit. So um, President Donald Trump he um, apparently nominated. Uh, somebody for a judicial post who's supremely unqualified. So he nominated a uh, Brett Talley to a federal district judge seat, despite his lack of experience in the courtroom, even though he has never litigated a case in court. Although Talley graduated from Harvard Law School and spent four years as a law clerk, uh, he was one of four judicial nominees to receive a not qualified rating from the American Bar Association, and that was an, a, a, a unanimous not qualified rating from them. Uh, yet despite his lack of training, Republicans on the Senate Judiciary Committee approved Talley's nomination on Thursday and sent it to the Senate for a full vote. However, when the Senate Judiciary Committee asked Brett Talley if he would have any conflicts of interest, it confer- uh, if confirmed as a federal judge, he failed to disclose one potentially big one. He's married to a White House lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's married to Ann Donaldson, who is the chief of staff to the White House Counsel. What do you guys think about this story? You don't say. <laughs> Once again, the fuckery begins. Yep. Always the fuckery. Yep. You know? And to add to it, um, this guy, this guy, Brett Talley, he's like, his job currently is like to help um, nominees fill out these forms <laughs> and disclose, disclose this information. He's in the Justice Department, right? Uh, I think he is. I think he is. Oh, yeah. shit. So there's no excuse for him not to know that. This mm-hmm. guy. Exactly. That's some dumb shit. 
But how do you get how do you get the ABA uh, to put that not qualified shit? Not qualified. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Unanimous. It's and it's rare. They say Unanimous. it's a rare designation. It's rare. Unanimously. So that's the crazy part. Yeah. You know, right? That's you the know, crazy part. That's how Trump is. Trump picks people based on politics. Ideology. Loyalty and politics. So yeah. he's not looking for the most qualified person. I'm sure there's tons of qualified Republicans, you know? Right-wing Republicans that have experience that the mm-hmm. ABA will not uh, unanimously reject. I mean, if you look at some of the stuff that he's done, like Betsy DeVos, Secretary of Education, mm-hmm. who couldn't even answer just the most elementary questions on uh, the uh, Department of Education. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the former CEO of Carl's and Hardy's is the Labor Secretary. <laughs> this is a guy who was vehemently opposed to. Uh, raising the minimum wage. They couldn't find Papa John. <laughs> ben Carson. Benny Benny HUD. Blanco. Benny what Negro. Did, what does yeah. Benny Car? What does what does Ben Carson know about HUD, man? If they would have made him like like Secretary of HHS. I could have understood that maybe, but the or HUD. the uh, like, Surgeon Surgeon General. Yeah. Surgeon General. Yeah. Right. You know, I guess Trump was like, uh, find, some, find some black shit. You're you're black. You should know about, they say about urban. urban housing. Exactly. Housing and urban. It's perfect for you, perfect. Ben. Ben Carson. He's an affirmative action appointee. You know, and you got people at the EPA that he uh, appointed that the guy used to, uh, he was from, he was the uh, Attorney General of Oklahoma. Yeah, he sued, he the, sued he the, the EPA yeah. three times. Exactly. Shout out, Nikki. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and we have sources inside the EPA that tells us it's a mess. You know, there's no direction there mm-hmm. at the, at the uh, EPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild. So, you know, so... That's just continuing in, continuing on, you know, from his, you know, uh, cabinet appointments. They're all political. Political. Yep. I mean, what's what's hilarious is that you see the the fuckery where he allegedly was draining the swamp. But how the fuck can you drain the swamp to put more critters back in it? Because the people he's appointing, you know, who he's appointing, it's like, come on, man, these are fucking unqualified. People getting designations like that's like me applying to a job, right? And then they say, "Do not hire." And then they like, "Yeah, hire him." He finds the worst people. He doesn't even find people that can stand up. You know what I'm saying? To say, "All right, man, we can go ahead and employ this guy because they're highly qualified." He finds the worst people, but a reflection of himself. You know what they say? Birds of a feather flock together. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. Right. Yep. He is unqualified, so he finds other unqualified people. It makes yeah. him feel better. Right. Yeah. I mean, look at Rick Perry. He's the uh, Secretary of Energy. He wanted to destroy that. Yeah, <laughs> that's one, one of the departments that he wanted to, uh, to get, get rid, rid of. Exactly. That he yeah. couldn't remember. Yeah, like, one of them. That, the, uh, one of the four he couldn't remember. Right. Exactly. It's fuckery. Man. These guys don't like government, man. I don't know why they, you know, keep running for office and mm-hmm. or agreeing to lead these departments because obviously they hate the government. So. Yeah, I guess their goal is to destroy it from within. Exactly, to yep. be so fucking incompetent that it just falls apart, and uh, you know, it just it just goes away. So they can be they can point the finger at it and be like, "Aha! See, this is why this is why government sucks. Government doesn't work. Government, government doesn't sucks. work." Not realizing that no, it sucks because you suck. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right? You're leading it. The exactly. buck stops with you, buddy. Shame. These people frustrate the hell out Shame. of me. Yep. And that's why they got us drinking on a Thursday. <laughs> nah, not really, no. <laughs> You'd have been drinking if Clinton wasn't. That's office, true. So. Shit, yeah, Barack did another term. We'd be drinking tonight. True, yeah. true, true. true. Yeah, true shout true. out to the real president. <laughs> Barack. Barack. That's yeah. good. Mm, yeah. 
too bad but yeah so um yeah so more stuff so we have uh go to uh, another segment this is a segment that uh we call put your dicks out right it's more Roy more shit Teresa Jones who worked as a GOP Senate uh, who worked with GOP Senate candidate Roy Moore uh, as a deputy district attorney uh, from 1982 to 1985 said that it was an open secret that uh, the former judge dated high school girls during the 1980s he said that she said it was common knowledge um, the the politician allegedly preferred younger women Meanwhile, a fifth woman alleges uh, Alabama Republican Senate candidate Roy Moore sexually assaulted her when she was a teenager. Uh, Moore has slid in the polls since these revelations, and the GOP congressmen have uh, called on him to exit the race, including Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan. Meanwhile, during this time, Sean Hannity has defended Moore against these allegations, and several sponsors have pulled their ads from his show, including... Keurig and Volvo. Also, there's just today there was a sixth person who uh, came out um, to say that Ray Moore sexually assaulted uh, her um, back then. When uh, so, what do you guys think about the story? Man, <laughs> you know this guy was uh, banned from the mall from the local mall. Yep, <laughs> he was harassing so many young girls at the mall. He was uh, banned from the mall. Imagine that. He's the original R. Kelly. <laughs> Um, he was also reportedly banned from a local YMCA. Really? How the fuck did he become a judge? It's Alabama. It's Alabama. It's Alabama. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, man. They're about to elect him to the Senate. I so answered. They're fucking crazy, man. So, I get, wow. obviously, they don't... Maybe uh, dating young girls is no big deal down there. We said it last episode. They'd rather, they'd rather uh, vote for a pedophile than for a Democrat. They're fucking wild right. down there, man. They're wild. And it seems now that they are... The right wing media may be slowly trying to distance themselves from him. Mm-hmm. Even I saw Hannity the other day, you know, talking like a cowboy, talking about I'm giving you till sundown tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> At the to, OK Corral. To come clean or else. Fuck you gonna do. Yeah. Then the next day, another allegation comes out. Limbaugh still sounds like he's supporting him. But even like Breitbart, um, uh, Steve Bannon, mm-hmm. he's like, if he did this, if he did this. But what they want to do is try to muddy the water, mm-hmm. not, you know, come out against them explicitly right. and, and wait for the election, which is coming up pretty soon, mm-hmm. December 12th. Yep. So that's what they're trying to do. And I watch what's going to happen, especially with the news that came out today about Al Franken. We'll talk about this more in detail since it, only came, it just came out today. But they're going to try to use Al Franken, who, you know, his allegations are not anywhere as serious as Roy Moore's. And we'll discuss that. But they're going to muddy the water. They're going to do false equivocation. And that's going to, that's going to be their defense of Roy Moore. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to be like, look, look, Democrats do it too. Democrats do it too. Yeah, but Frank is not a pedophile. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and if he tries to deny it, well, give Roy Moore the benefit of the doubt too. Like you're giving Al Franken. But, yeah. So that's the defense they're going to try to use. And it's, yeah. it might work on, it's going to work on a lot of their supporters, man. Because I went to like one of their websites and I was reading through the comments. God damn, they live in a totally different world. I swear to God, they live in a totally different world. Up is down. <laughs> down is up. I have to salute Fox News. I have to salute the 
the right wing media talk talk shows because I mean the number they've done on uh, Republicans and conservatives in this country, shit, well, it's, it's Orwellian. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it, it's um, it's definitely one of those things where you see brainwashing and <laughs> taking this effect, you know, Mad, on people. And, mass brain, brainwashing. You know, mass brainwashing. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> it is, and you know, some people, you know, they play upon the laziness, really, right? Of people where they won't research, where they won't take the time to at least, you know, validate and verify. So you could just see it, man. It's crazy. And, and you know, I just never understood how, why people always take things at first hand value and never say, well, let's just try to figure it out. But they're just so brainwashed into authority and following authority and lack of, you know, just those skills to re- to really be able to interpret and understand the true meaning of things to say, hmm, does this make sense? They rather just say, oh, that's an authority figure. Then I'm rocking with it. And that's the sad part. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah, we'll talk a little about more about like um, um, just brainwashing in, in a minute. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, um, it, it's it's pretty funny. The uh, just the just like Robbie talked about the uh, Al Franken. This the disparity between what happened between the two. I mean, Al Franken he got accused and he like issued an apology immediately, and pretty much that's it or whatever. And the woman accepted uh, uh, the apology, but I he mean, called for an investigation on himself. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But Roy Moore, he's just like absolutely defiant, and and just will will not. It doesn't matter how many women are going to come out. He's he just will not will not give will not uh, leave and will not um, bow out of the race or anything. So I'm not sure exactly how this is going to shake out. I mean, it's possible. It's, it's very it's very likely he's going to win. But they're also saying that he might they might just refuse to refuse to seat him if he uh, if he uh, gets elected. Right. So it's it's very it's, it's, it's this kind of thing hasn't happened I think since like. Eighteen sixty or something like that. Eighteen hundreds. That's how yeah. far. That's how far the Alabama's gonna make us go. Yeah, exactly. To get rid of a pedophile. Exactly. Right. And we know what was going on back then. So, <laughs> so you know what I mean. It's just crazy. I mean, he got banned. Who gets banned from the mall, man? And it's not even shopping related. <laughs> when he was a shoplifter, this motherfucker. Is well, up one of the stalking. Chicks. One of the girls was girls. working at J.C. Penny, and um, he went and asked for her phone number. She said no. But she told him what school she goes to. So he called the school. Mistake number one. <laughs> he called the school. Got the girl out of trigonometry class. <laughs> and asked her out on a date in the principal's office. Come on. That's some bullshit. <laughs> hey, the prin- you know what I mean? And the principal just sat back and let this shit go. And let this shit ride. Maybe they give her her privacy. I don't know. <laughs> but can you imagine? That's wild. That's- the depravity you have to go through. To call somebody in school, ask them on a, get them out of class and ask them on a date when you're thirty something and they're in their he's sixteen years old. Giggity. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's insane. Yeah, that's Alabama for you. It's Alabama. Alabama has a chance to shores uh, the rest of the country that you are not what everybody perceives you to be. That you're not a backward state. Uh, full of hillbillies and rednecks That you have some dignity about yourself So it's all up to you Alabama What more do you want from me? <laughs> it's Alabama Yeah but you know there's some good folks in Alabama man You know what I'm saying Shout out the good ones Shout out those Wrong. <laughs> Nah there's some good ones man You know I'm not, not gonna hate now <laughs> You know what I'm saying It's just It's fun but it's the insane Crack ass crackers, <laughs> shit that, that get the publicity, man. For real, man. So and they're giving the state a bad name. And unfortunately, a yeah, and it's giving the state a bad name. You know, after this debacle, Mississippi will go up. 
<laughs> I know, right? At this rate. At this rate. At this rate. Alabama yeah. would now be the worst state. Shit. If you ask anybody, what's the most backward state that you <laughs> right, never right. want to live in? Most yeah. people, most most people would say Mississippi. Mississippi, but, Mississippi. but after this, yeah. could very well be Alabama. It should be Alabama. Mississippi sitting there crossing their fingers. <laughs> yeah, right. Go Alabama. Go roll tide. Roll tide. <laughs> roll tide. <laughs> yeah, like roll tide. Yeah. You know? So after this, yeah, it it's might be, be forty nine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're forty nine. We're forty nine. Right. And yeah. the most fucked up state award goes to exactly. <laughs> surprise, surprise for the hundred fiftieth year. I know. Row. Since 1860, they're on a exactly. roll. Exactly, exactly. And Arkansas leading is a third and third place. <laughs> oh shit! So yeah, get um, it together, Alabama. Get your shit together. Seriously, get your shit together. But yeah, um, speaking of uh, conservatives, so um, there was recently an article from uh, Slate Magazine. Shout out Jen for sending this article. Um, so um, it talks about uh, conservatives and facts, and well. Was quote unquote facts. Uh, so uh, apparently, many conservatives have a loose relationship with facts. The right wing denial of what most people think of as accepted reality starts with uh, political issues. As recently as 2016, 45% of Republicans still believe that the Affordable Care Act included death panels. Uh, FYI, it doesn't. A 2015 poll found that 54% of GOP primary voters believe then-President Obama to be a Muslim. Uh, he's not. Then it gets really crazy. Almost one in six Trump voters, while simultaneously viewing photographs of the crowds at the 2016 inauguration of Donald Trump and at the 2012 inauguration of Barack Obama, insisted that the former was larger, were, were larger. So, yeah, it's essentially talking about um, how... Uh, conservatives just have a problem accepting facts. So what do you guys think about this, this article? Man, it's uh, what T was alluding to earlier. Um, complete brainwashing. To the listeners, do yourself a favor. If you're like a normal person who, you know, reads the Washington Post and doesn't think that <laughs> they're out to just get people, or you, you enjoy the New York Times, you know, some of the most celebrated and oldest papers in the country, or if you, you know, watch MSNBC or CNN, go to like a Fox News website and go to their comment section or go to Breitbart and go to their comment section. Just spend some time reading the comments on any issue. <laughs> I will guarantee you, you, well, 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 you will freak out. Well, well, let's preface that statement by saying if you suffer from any health conditions, high blood pressure or any kind of medical conditions, take your medicine before. Before mm-hmm. you will, you will be into Entering the uh, Twilight Zone for real. Motherfuckers are crazy. I spent some time there just researching this story, and I was like, God, Jesus. But you know, I think like fear, mm-hmm. fear rules conservative mindset. Yep. And there's even some research that says that the part of the brain that processes fear is more is bigger part of the brain of people who self-identify as conservatives. And there's a peer-reviewed article, so don't think I'm trying to bullshit you. And then you, so you start looking at all their policies, right? So if you assume that fear is a thing that connects them all together, it's a, mo- a big motivating factor. Look at the, their support for police. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they fear fellow citizens. Mm-hmm. Look at the military. It's because they fear other countries, right? It's a lot of things when, when you look at conservatives. Um, nationalism, fear of other people, bigotry, fear of people who are different than you, whether it's color, whether it's sexual orientation, whatever it is. So I think that's the common thread 
And that's why it's so easy to manipulate them. Like George Bush manipulated them into supporting the war. And they would actually get mad at people <laughs> if he didn't support yeah. the war like they yeah. did, right? Yeah. And what did Bush say? Bush said, oh, we can't wait for the smoking gun, which may come in the form of a, um, of a nuclear mushroom. And that freaked them out. They were ready to go to war. So, I mean, if you look at all their policies, man, there's, uh, there's fear around the area. And if you go to some of those websites, you will wonder how these people walk, walk around in life, man. Because <laughs> they, they see a boogeyman in every shadow. Like, mm-hmm. who, who's that? <laughs> right, right. No. So, what do you think? You know, no, nah, you definitely hit it on the head, man. Um, you know, it's definitely a warped ideology, right? And, and it is, you know, really about delusions and the fear drives these delusions unfortunately and and it's just crazy how they just allow it to just you know just take over their everyday life they're not allowing any facts they're not allowing any type of rational decision making or rational information into their life into their lives and it's really just disappointing to just be like man the shit that you read on these websites as you know i'm saying rob alluded to earlier man it's asinine. It's ass backwards. The most common sense person could read anything on a Fox News site or a Breitbart or any of these conservative right wing sites and say, this is dumb shit. Like, I remember I was one of the people who wouldn't even watch Fox News until finally I was like, nah, I got to know what they think. And when I sat down, I had to stomach it for like a half hour watching the shit. I mean, my head almost exploded, but I watched it because it's just asinine thoughts, asinine theories. But to really just, you know, read this article and, you know, just do the research to understand that delusion is real and the fear feeds into an ideology of what they wish the world was like from their perspective and individual perspective and it's just amazing that they don't let facts they don't let reality into their world because it will destroy the ideology and for them that will be like a travesty almost you know what i'm saying and it's just it's crazy man. it's a cocoon it's, it's like cocoon, we say right. fear it's like a, they've developed like a cocoon around themselves yeah it's fucked up so are these thoughts don't get into their into that cocoon mm-hmm. because they fear the thoughts. Right. But if anybody would change uh-huh. the thought, they don't want no one to yes. change that thought. Yeah. Here's here's my here's my theory on this. So um, everybody has their own issue that they care about, right? Everybody has their issue that they care about the most, right? For me, it's like uh, black issues, um, reparations, uh, criminal justice reform, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. For some for a lot of right wingers, it's like the guns, you know, the Second Amendment, it, that that kind of issue. For some, it's uh, taxes. For some, for a lot of evangelical Christians, it's like uh, abortion. It's like Roe v. Wade. For some, uh, for some uh, Democrats, it's you know uh, climate change, whatever it is. I feel like um, if you have your one issue that you care like absolutely, incredibly passionately about, then. Um, you usually have like one side of the aisle that is completely on your side and another one who's that's like completely against you. Right. So um, if there's one the one issue that you care about, like absolutely uh, incredibly passionately about it, then that's what you're that's what you're sticking with. And um, all the other issues, I think uh, subconsciously you your mind, it, it's 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 rejects it rejects um, any kind of um, any kind any kind of. Um, counter 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 um uh counter um counter counterpoints for the issues that uh, the per- person on that side of the aisle it, it they it's they they care but they think about about it so for example if you if you care about the second amendment or whatever your second amendment second amendment guns 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 um and um you know that uh the gop they don't they don't believe in climate change or whatever so you're on the side of the gop so you're on the side of the climate change deniers 
So subconsciously, I think your brain, it will make you just like completely reject everything um, uh, from what the other side of the aisle is saying as far as like climate change, because you care that passionately about that one issue, that singular issue that you're willing to completely overlook everything else because everything has become tribal. Everything is just tribal. It's either you're with us or you're against us. Mm-hmm. So it's just that one issue is essentially overridden everything uh, that anybody else can say that's on the other side of the aisle. You know what I mean? That's that's my theory about it. I, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see the fact that the issue that they do care about, they buy into the ideology of the right. So everything that the right says because they're against abortion, if they feel like the left is for abortion, they feel like the left is going to be wrong on all the other issues. Yeah, because yeah. you don't see too many like um, GOPers or whatever that um, are like pro. They are pro gun, and you know uh, uh, they want tax cuts, and who also like are on the side of climate. The, the Democrats for climate change. You know what I mean? Who are who are not climate change deniers, yeah. and who are like for like um, police like police reform that kind of thing. Yeah. It's all yeah. se- it's all segmented. It's all like cookie cutter. Everybody has everybody subscribes. Check check this. Check oh abortion. Check this. Uh, um, Second Amendment. Check this. Tax cuts for everybody. The rich court especially. Check that. Everything. All this. Check check. All the, on one side. No. All that's fine. And on the other side, it's the same thing. Everything's like cookie cutter. Everything's like is copy paste the template that mm-hmm. everybody 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 that, subscribes to. That, that that definitely has something to do with it because that's you know socialization. Like if you grew up, your parents are conservative. You're gonna mm-hmm. be conservative. Vice versa for liberals, but at the end of it, when you look at the ideology of the right, it is coming from an uh, authoritarian yeah. viewpoint. It is a lot of it is driven by fear. Even when they say, "Oh, we want to save the unborn babies," why? Because we don't want to go to hell, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then all the other shit you do, that's not guns, thinking of hell. These motherfuckers right. think they're gonna be, you know, John McClane or something. And a burglar is going to jump in their house, and they're going to be diehard. Mm-hmm. They'll probably shit their pants if they see somebody breaking their house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or they have this fear, unfounded fear of somehow the government, federal government, is going to take take over the country. Mm-hmm. The Illuminati. So I need my gun. So it's all driven by fear. So mm-hmm. you're right. Socialization would mean that somebody would check off those things on the right. Mm-hmm. But I think those things on the right have a commonality in that they. They're authoritarian, traditionalists, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, born out of fear, you know. Yeah, I think I think they are authoritarian um, and traditionalists. Fear, I'm not sure if that would, like, apply to, like, uh, climate change or, or whatever, that kind of thing. Because, I mean, you should be afraid of, you know, the climate, you know, the water life was rising or whatever. And, you know, you're... Your house being underwater now, that kind of thing. But yeah, I think I think for most of the things, yeah, it does. Yeah. But it's such definitely a, does. Yeah, I thought about that, but it's such a far thing off. Yeah, you know. And when you already don't trust scientists, and you hate professors, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and universities, you're gonna be like, what, <laughs> what global warming? <laughs> we and just all, had snow last and week. Remember, if it's all about jobs, right? Because manufacturing jobs. That's what they say are it's contributing to a lot of the climate change and to you know destroying the ozone layer. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, if we when the fear of not having a job can play into that too. So it, it kind of you know relates to that as well, and you know goes back to that. So. Yeah, it pushes. They they they're like love like kicking the can down the road essentially yeah. for other people to to take care of you know that with as far as like the whole climate change. Right. Like, I remember, they don't believe in. Yeah, that. I know. I had a friend. I used to have a uh, like acquaintance, like a guy I was cool with or whatever. He mm-hmm. was like a. He was like a right winger, um, and he um, he talk about issues, and he would talk about like climate change, 
And he was like a complete climate change denier. And I was like, I just didn't understand what he was talking about. So he would talk about like, um, you know, how, you know, uh, Al Gore didn't know what the fuck he's talking about, this kind of thing. And he's talking about like this, this, this stupid petition about like 10,000 scientists who like don't believe in climate change. But yeah, I was like, you know, it's empirically, you know, if you look at like the all the climatologists, pretty much almost every single one of them worldwide will say, yeah, there's there's climate change going on. But like they'll, they'll they'll like cling on to some some like stupid like GOP talking point like talk about like um there's ten thousand there's a petition with ten thousand uh, scientists who deny climate change. But Those scientists were not even climate yeah, exactly. climatologists. These yeah. will be like scientists. You can be like an electrical engineer. I mean, <laughs> I, I, find I, anybody. I, I even <laughs> I even I even told him you know these these people these, these, just because they're scientists doesn't mean they're climatologists. I mean, if it's an electrical engineer, I mean, if you if you if you believe if you like trust you know electrical engineer. When it comes to uh, you know climate change, I mean, then why don't you have like a mathematician do your do your heart bypass next time? You know what I mean? It just, it just doesn't make any sense. But they'll, cl- they'll cling on to shit like that um, for some reason, um, just to like just to like um, hold on to that ideology that they that they have that they've that they've consistently grown up with. They're just damn tradition, shame. like you said, Rob. It's yeah. a damn shame. Mm-hmm. I, it seems like a terrible way to go through life, man. Yeah, I don't get just it. Just fearful of everything and everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even when you look at some of them too, who are you know right wing conservative and, and white, they're the majority in this country. What the hell are you scared of? I never understood why the majority is scared of a minority. That's because they you know, you know the fu- they don't know all the fuck shit that they did to yeah, the exactly. minority. Well, so, yeah, they, but what are they going to do? I mean, yeah. the laws on their side. They exactly. got you know what I'm saying. That's I never understood that rationale. But again, fear drives paranoia. Fear, paranoia. fear yeah. and paranoia. They won't even let you protest yeah. by not standing up for the flag. Mm-hmm. Right. Because God forbid you're not on their team. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. We God are, forbid you. They're like gang members. God we, forbid yeah. you're not throwing up true. your flag and throwing up your gang sign. We we oppress you for 400 years, but <laughs> goddamn, you're gonna stand up for this fucking anthem. You know, you're gonna stand up for it. And, uh, we need to make sure that you are on our side. Exactly. Don't be mad. It was for your own good. <laughs> <laughs> Ungrateful motherfuckers. Right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's it's a fucking shame, man. It's a shame. Yep. It's a yep. damn shame. Mm-hmm. So get your shit together. <laughs> get your shit together. Is that another acronym? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Break, breaking news, everybody. Breaking news. No, uh, no anchor. No acronym. Uh, no acronym going on. Nah, no. Not for that one. It's coming though. Not yet. Not yet. It's coming. I'm good for one an episode. And that's a threat. <laughs> that's, that's a that's promise. Not a threat. It's a promise. It's yeah. a promise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You guys have that to look forward to. Yeah, you guys are all very excited about hey, that. Hey man, I got a fan club right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the cricket crew. More than one. <laughs> <laughs> you cling on to that, okay? <laughs> so, uh, speaking of conservatives, um, uh, recently there was a uh, nationalist, white nationalist march in uh, Poland. So, there were some sixty thousand people, including uh, nationalists and fascists gathered in the Polish capital for a quote-unquote independence march. So typical chants included uh, uh, the whole Poland sings with us, fuck off with the refugees, God, honor, homeland, uh, not red, not rainbow, but national Poland, uh, one nation across the borders, and fuck Antifa. Uh, Some reports said that amid the sea of banners, uh, messages also included uh, clean blood, and Europe will be white. What do you guys think about uh, this white nationalist march? Wow. And I think that one about, one I read about, Europe will be white or 
uninhibited. <laughs> it's, it, it really follows from just the topic that we just had. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. conservative mindset is not just here in America. It's all over the world. It's not just white people, although white people do have control a lot of the, a lot of the world, so it usually happens in white country. But even if you go to South Africa, you find a lot of xenophobia. Black South Africans are showing towards other Africans who are immigrating to South Africa. Like black South Africans? Black South Africans. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Like, really a lot of xenophobia. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Violence. So, you know, it's just something. It's part of humanity. But if you look, it's always the same thing. They hate immigrants, Jews, and gays. Right? And blacks. And I'm sure there are not any black people in... in uh, <laughs> Well, there's a couple yeah, in there's Poland. Sprinkles. There's sprinkles. There's, there's maybe some, some African uh, immigrants. Yeah, there's, there's so always, maybe immigrants. There's always some African immigrants. Mm-hmm. Immigrants standing for the black people. So that's a trifactor, man. <laughs> immigrants, gays, and Jews, right? And um, so that's just the basic. That's the mindset of of uh, nationalists, you know, who happen to be conservative. Now the funny thing is, if you go to England, the English people are holding a um, protest about Polish immigrants to England. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fucked up, man. But uh, you know, I'm not surprised. And the irony: mm-hmm. there's a rise of nationalism, all, nationalism all over Europe, mm-hmm. especially as uh, uh, white European birth rates dwindle mm-hmm. to where they're not, you know, replacing themselves. You know, like their population, the percentage of the population is going down. Mm-hmm. Then you have immigration rising because look, capitalists are gonna ha- <laughs> capitalism wants population to grow right mm, of course. so if it means having more immigrants yeah to re- replace the white people that are not you know having kids that's what they're going to do so there's a fear of that plus the european union changes that they've made you know the economy is still settling to accommodate the european union and to accommodate all these new newer states and now part of the european union like poland that are not as well off as like germany or england so you know mm-hmm. i'm not surprised that that's happening you know, um, it's even worse in the places like Russia, Hungary. All over Eastern yeah. Europe, it's it's really bad. Usually, right, right. usually it's really bad in Eastern Europe. All over. Yeah, especially uh, if you're black and you go to Russia, you have to be very good careful. Good luck to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good Shit. luck to you. You see Trump's mentors over there, so. <laughs> you mean his boss? You know his boss. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know it's just this rising sentiment of this nationalist movement going on all over the world. And you're just seeing it just being played out and they're not even understanding just you're destroying your own interests. And that's the thing that's crazy about some of these nationalist movements. You know, they're they're impacting and impeding upon their their own self-interest. And I never understood that because I'm like immigration brings diversity. Diversity brings diverse thought. It brings, you know, just change and definitely, you know, just a different way of doing things. And sometimes change is good. It brings different ideas. It could bring different, you know, um, just positive impact to your economy and to your you know, country. But they're not looking at it from that standpoint. They're just looking at it from a standpoint of just this ignorance and of they have to protect their own and protect it. And what is their own? I mean, at the end of the day, the world is a melting pot. You know, especially every, you know, with borders, people move around and migrate. That's just the way, you know, the natural evolution of people and of the world. But to always just be so fearful and think that you're you're going you're going to see less of yourself or we're not going to, you know, exist anymore. It's just crazy to me. Yeah. From a from a purely uh, capitalist perspective, I mean, uh, like Rob said, you need um, you need uh, you can't have your population uh, decrease and expect to your economy to grow. 
right. your population has to increase in order for your, your economy to grow and, and thrive and the GDP to increase, uh, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's, it's absolutely necessary. Where there's a, kind of a disconnect is that um, if these places where the population is, is, is decreasing, obviously you need, you need an influx of, of immigrants. So uh, yeah, the, the a lot of countries they have like these um, the uh, they have laws where they where they just like take on uh, refugees or whatever they have immigrants to keep the the population at least steady or increasing, and yeah, you have a lot of people like people who are like um, fascists and uh, white supremacists, and you also have a lot of but you also have a lot of people who are um, you know lower class lower class white people who just don't want their jobs to be to be taken. Because usually when you have like uh, immigrants come in, uh, refugees, um, like um, people who aren't like uh, aren't educated, people who come to the country, they'll, they're going to take a lot of the jobs that come that would go to like the lower class of people in that country. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of resentment, resentment to that. I think governments, they could do a better job at um, protecting these people, protecting the people who are who are the, the natives, the natives in those countries. They can do a, a better job at, you know, making sure that, you know, um, people who are who are, um, you know, whatever country it is, you know, then, you know, they would have some sort of protections. Because, I mean, if you're uh, if you're a, a natural born citizen of whatever country it is, then, you know, yeah, you should. You're and you have somebody else coming in and, you know, just um, an, an immigrant, you know, and taking a job. Yeah, you you probably feel a certain a certain sort of way about it. So I think that there has to be some sort of balance that that goes into that. But these people are also lumped in with a lot of like um, white supremacists, also that just are completely xenophobic, who just do not want people in their country at all. So there's a little there's a, there's there's a little of uh, mixing of uh, several different factions that come together. And when you when you when you bring them all together, you have like a fucking march like this. We have yeah. like sixty thousand people from people from all over Europe who are just um, like you said, like we talked about the last segment, fear. That's it's all based on fear. That, that's a, that's a good point. Um, you don't you don't want to lump everybody in together, because yeah, you do have people that are worried about their jobs. A lot of people that have been hurt by uh, neoliberalism, especially in the European Union, because what's happening is even within the European Union, like I say, you have people that are moving in from Poland, going to the richer. European countries exactly like Germany and UK so it's not always brown versus white or mm-hmm. black versus white it's, sometimes it's white versus white yeah. yeah so the Polish people are going to England they're working for less money exactly they're taking jobs and they they're dominating they're mm-hmm. dominating certain industries that my, uh, immigrants always dominate fast food mm-hmm. um, you know um, nursing um you know, the, the one that doesn't require yeah. degrees. You know, taxi, yeah. taxi drivers, that kind taxi of thing. Taxi drivers. Services, shit mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what's happened is it's something that has been happening. And jobs have been, the manufacturing jobs have been shipped to yep. Southeast Asia. Exactly. Right? So, now you have a whole class of people who parents didn't go to college. They, you know, they're not, most people do what their parents do, mm-hmm. right? So, if their parents didn't go to college and were like coal miners or worked in manufacturing, that was their path. You know, they'll graduate high school and just go straight to the factory and make a nice living. Same thing in America. Mm -hmm. Learn a trade. Right. But neoliberalism has now shipped the jobs overseas. Exactly. So that's done. And the service jobs, they refuse to pay people fair wages. Mm -hmm. You know, like, let's take U.S. Let's take uh, Walmart that has a high as a million, two people. If Walmart decided to pay everybody 18 bucks an hour 
or pay people the same way um, GE used to pay their people, that would lift the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Like you would have people making earning money even though they work for Walmart. But what's been happening is like all the productivity gains for the American worker have gone to the top one percent. Yep, the and, executives. And it left in Europe too, mm-hmm. and it left in investors, right? Yeah. And it left all the people at the bottom not to fight for scraps, yep. right? right? So, you know, the native people fighting the immigrants, you know, for scraps. And I was thinking, is there any way around it? I mean, is there any way around to shipping jobs overseas? And one, one thing I started looking at is um, a minimum minimum wage. Or living wage, right? L- living wage uh, is something that some countries are trying, in like pilot programs. It's where you pay people a certain amount no matter what they do, Right. Even if they don't have a job, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, pay them right. enough to be able to afford certain basic necessities, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that gives them the freedom to be able to go into like different, even if they're not high-paying jobs or if they want to be musicians or whatever. But yeah. you know, that's something that's very experimental. But we yeah. at least we know what the fuck the problem is. You yeah. Know? yeah. Well, we do, but unfortunately, these nationalists don't seem to see it that way. <laughs> and the thing that's crazy about the people in Poland was fucking crazy. But you know what? They you haven't know, looked. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Because they're just reacting off their gut instinct. And that's what I'm they're saying. Like, Fuck they're marching against themselves. You're mm-hmm. marching against your own interests. You're in. Listen, so you Poland, Polish nationalists, check this out. Hopefully, we over there. Yeah, I think I saw a download of some shit, right? Didn't Croatia. You know, yeah, we Croatia. Croatia. Yeah. So we good. We good. You all right. You got it. So, go so check this out. You're getting kicked out of England for the shit that you're trying to kick people out of your country for. So, two wrongs make a right. So really look at yourselves. Look at what you're doing, marching against your own interests. The shit's going on in England right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost like you're not even taking the time to open up your minds and open up your eyes to see, wow, what does this really do? You know what I'm saying? Why don't we stop, stop fighting against the wrong enemy? And that's what this is all about. In my most opinion. people, most people never take the time to think, and that's what or they don't is. even have. They haven't read enough to be able to ask the right questions. So they they react. Mm-hmm. The gut instinct. Oh, it must be that person that's different from me. Mm-hmm. That person that speaks yeah. a different language. Yeah, has a different color. We're back to fear. Right. Yeah. We're right back yeah. to fear. So that that's what happens. Yeah. Back in you my know, day, all the saying, taxi drivers were white. <laughs> now they're like all you know African immigrants or whatever. Back right. in my day, instead yeah. of saying, "Hmm, I wonder why." Like if there's a chart that's that I like sending people because it shows the productivity of the American worker, right? <laughs> Rising like this, like yeah. at a you know, I don't know what the angle is, but forty five degree <laughs> angle, yeah, sharply rising, yeah, right. And it shows um, the income of the av- the average American worker mm-hmm. remaining steady, like the median income has yeah. not moved since right. like the nineteen seventies. Yeah, 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 that's true. So that, that tells you between. What the median worker is earning and the productivity that has gone up so sharply, mm-hmm. yep. that piece of the pie mm-hmm. is going to somebody. Yep. And before 1980, all that the productivity and the and the median income was was rising in tandem. In so tandem it was together. And until until Ronald Reagan, and then you had the sharp the sharp split. And uh, what's the name in England? Oh, uh, Thatcher. Thatcher. Yeah. They're the yeah, ones yeah. who started the neoliberalism, yep. mm-hmm. and then NAFTA accelerated it. Mm-hmm. You know, so. It's a lot of blood on people's hands, and um, uh, you know the the uneducated worker, hardworking worker that used to work in factories building things, hurt. You know, and yep. even us people who are professionals, we probably should be earning a lot more money. You know, mm-hmm. but now all that money goes d- directly to the investors. Yep, and it'd be good if everybody had a piece of the pie. But you know, good and well, you know, people that own capital have a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Even if you have a four hundred one k, that still doesn't 
it's still nothing if somebody who's you know who has stock options or you know family just lives off capital well we have to work mm-hmm. and then we get taxed at whatever percentage we get taxed at, and they get taxed at 15 percent. like give me a fucking break man <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna get worse after this tax uh cut Yep, yeah, I know, right? Again, so stop voting against your, your own interests, man. Because when you do shit like that, know what capitalism means. Don't just operate on a buzzword. This is that was basic capitalism that you just learned about. Yep, yep. All right. Some more world news. Um, so recently there were twenty six African girls found dead in the Mediterranean. So uh, Italian authorities have launched an investigation into the cause of death of twenty six teenage girls whose bodies were recovered in the Mediterranean Sea on Sunday. Uh, the girls aged 14 to 18 are believed to have been migrants from Niger and Nigeria uh, who had embarked on a treacherous route to uh, Europe from Libya over the weekend. Uh, the head of police uh, told CNN that uh, autopsies would be carried out on Tuesday and that coroners would be investigating whether the girls had been tortured or sexually abused. Their bodies were found close to a flimsy rubber dinghy that had all but sunk when uh, rescuers arrived. Um, aid workers had described a grim scene, survivors hanging onto the remains of a vessel as a girl's bodies floated nearby. So what do you guys think about this story? Yeah, man, it was, it's a sad story. You know, our, our hearts you know, and our thoughts go out to, you know, um, the, those um, girls, you know, condolences to their families, man. And, you know, it's just... It's sad in, you know, in so many levels with this story. You're looking at, you know, just an issue with human trafficking that's going on in that region. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's just, you know, it, it's so much that needs to be addressed. And 26 lives lost. I mean, damn, you know what I mean? Like what, you know, this, the human trafficking issue needs to be addressed. It needs to really be looked at. And I'm just surprised that, you know, it didn't get as much headline and as much play. Yeah. You know? And, and it just goes to show how much, you know, black lives don't matter. <laughs> you know, they just basically were like, oh, yeah, 26 girls found it. If that shit happened over here, mm-hmm. or that shit happened even in, in Europe, even in Europe, even that shit happened in Europe. What? Yeah. Yeah. You would have this would have been a worldwide <clears throat> hashtag and all kind of shit going on. So, you know, it, it's sad and it's something that needs to be addressed because we see it's a it's a huge problem. Yeah. Touch on like uh, something you, you just said. Um. Yeah, there's a there's obviously a huge disparity between what happens in like Europe and what happens in Africa. I remember a couple a couple years ago when they had the uh, the big uh, the big uh, uh, like um, shooting in Paris. Mm-hmm. I think what was like fifty people died or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Whatever whatever it was. So yeah, you had like a lot of people died. Um, a lot of people, and um, there was a huge 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 social media outcry. Um, they had like uh, uh, the whole you know, we are we are Paris um, all this this kind of thing and you know, it was just a gigantic Facebook story Facebook changed yeah. everybody's uh, yep. profile yeah. pic to have blue red white oh, the flag yeah, yeah, yeah the, flag. the French, French flag, flag. French colors flag. exactly but meanwhile at the same time like I think like the same week um, I think a hundred people in Kenya were killed yeah on a on a on a, um, a uh, terrorist attack also. But you, you, you hardly heard anything. I heard. I, I, I didn't. I barely heard anything. I didn't see anything. I didn't even know about really that on, shit. Yeah, I barely saw anything about mm-hmm. about it. And yeah. So there's obviously a huge disparity between like the coverage between like what happens with black people and what happens with white people, essentially. And yeah, maybe part of it happened has to do with um the fact that uh you know I guess 
Paris and Europe are closer allies, quote unquote, than uh, than African countries. But uh, I think a lot of it has to do with just the fact that it's, we're just talking about black people, black mm-hmm. people dying versus white people, essentially. or brown people, or brown people. Shit happens in India or Pakistan or mm-hmm. Afghanistan. Yeah, it's almost like all right, you know. Yeah. So there's it, definitely, mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely. Um, it's like they expect things to happen in those mm-hmm. countries. It's really but they don't expect yeah. things to happen in Europe. So when it happens to Europe, oh, it's a big deal. Yeah. And the, the lives in Europe and America matter way more than any other lives in the world. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like it's really like the the West again. The West. Everybody else. Yeah. Essentially. Right. Yeah, yeah. man. And you know, what I'm saying just to read this article and just to hear, you know, read about this story. Yeah, it was heartbreaking, man. It's heart wrenching. You know, just to see, you know, just twenty six lives just lost at sea like that. You know what I mean? And just and to get limited coverage, that that shit was disturbing to me. They say it's like twenty six hundred people that die trying to get from Libya to yes. uh, Italy. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and that's because there's no leadership in Libya. Uh, Libya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We took out Gaddafi. I was yep. gonna say we took him. Now, now you got a bunch of warlords. Yep. So now the the you know the smugglers are going through going to Nigeria, Niger. Lying to the people's families. Oh, don't worry, it's safe. It's safe. It's safe. Pay us this much money. Probably raping the girls on the way, and then putting mm-hmm. them on their putting putting them on rafts. Yep. Just fall apart in the middle of the ocean. Right. Yep. All to work as like sex sex workers in Italy or wherever. They probably like ship them off all over, all corners of Europe, exactly. and they to have them work as uh, as sex workers essentially. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's no coincidence that you know yeah. they were fourteen to sixteen years old. I yeah. think this is a job for Liam Neeson. Personally, but <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see if he if he shows up. But uh, yeah, it's it's a really it's really a sad story, and hopefully, um, this kind of story it, it generates um, more outrage in uh, in the U.S. But yeah, honestly, at, at this point, it just seems like it's really uh, uh, America, North America, and Europe, and then everybody Australia. else. We don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Australia too. They call the West. But the West will replace the West with yeah. white. <laughs> yeah. Right, like it, it'll be. You it's know. funny that Australia is considered the West. <laughs> yeah, so let's just say why right. everywhere, yeah. Ang- yeah. everywhere Anglo-Saxons, Europe, and everywhere Anglo-Saxons yeah. went and settled, mm-hmm. which means Italian, Canada, yeah, from, all the way from Canada to Australia and New, Ze- <laughs> New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand's still a little brown, though. They got some brown folks down there. The ones that they didn't kill off. Yeah, basically, <laughs> like a couple of people. Yeah. It's still part of the West, though. It's considered the West. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. The shit. That's true. Oh man. Oh well. We should just call it what it is. Let's call it the white world with sprinkles of others. Because it's a euphemism. It's a real euphemism that's used a lot, man. Like when they say urban, you know know what that means. And we say east, you know, it's obviously Asian. Asian. So what's what's Africa then? South? Is it dirty south? (laughs) (laughs) That's Africa. They don't even have a euphemism for Africa. Would even get a fucking euphemism? They, say, they just yeah. say Africa. It's yeah. Africa, the dark continent. The dark continent. They call it a dark. country. It's its own country. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's, what's the capital of Africa, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. What's the capital? I forgot. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> fuck right. out of here, man. Anyway, F O H. Uh, fuck out of here. Oh boy. Oh boy. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys are waiting on that one. <laughs> you guys were That's anxious, a commonly used one, though. Anxiously awaiting for that one. <laughs> I hope it was worth the wait. No, 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 no. That was just a warm up. 
I got one. If ready. we ever get a website, you should just put together a whole list of your acronyms, <laughs> meanings, exactly, an index. An index. index, right? <laughs> I, got, I got one ready though. Don't worry. About you, man. Right, Don't nice. worry, he's coming. All right, God, oh great. Uh, so next story. Um, so you have Chance the Rapper, who's recently spoke out at a Chicago uh, City Council meeting. So he accused the city council of uh, having mid- misplaced priorities, uh, but it didn't stop the uh, alderman from authorizing a $9.6 million land sale that will pave the way for construction of a $95 million public safety training campus on the west side, a.k.a. Police Academy. Financially, uh, this proposed plan doesn't make sense, uh, Chance said. We don't have $95 million. Uh, they're just asking for nine, for $10 million out today to purchase the land, but you don't have the rest of the money to do it. So why let them go ahead with this right now? There's a lot of different services that need to be funded. Uh, Chance was a long, was long gone by the time the alderman got around to defying him by a vote of 48 to 1. Mm. So what do you guys think about this story? Uh, good for Chance the Rapper. I like when I hear about... Um Rappers getting involved in the community and getting involved in politics. You know, someone like Killer Mike, especially when they're smart and they're articulate, they're able to represent themselves. So I like that, man. I, I, I kind of dig the whole woke movement, you know, or woke influence that has been going on in hip hop. Um, even though some people might be doing it because it's trendy, but, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, good for chance, man. I feel like a lot, I, lot, lot of people were people were more woke in like the eighties, I think, and the nineties and nineties. We call it being conscious mm-hmm. at that yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. And it was cool. Community. It was cool. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, African, African medallion. Yep. And, you, you know what I'm saying? Self destruction. Enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Self destruction. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Even shit, and you know, even NWA, they did mm-hmm. all in the same game. Even the most you know hardcore rappers were doing like you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, conscious rap. Black cop, black cop, black cop. I'm saying so. You know, at least I see people like Ti. He's Post things online. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people that I follow uh, are starting. I, I can see a sense where I, a few years ago people just didn't care, right? Yeah. Like, it used to be an anomaly when you see Killer Mike be the only one out there that's politically involved. Mm-hmm. But now I see everybody, even Diddy, who might be. <laughs> you don't expect Diddy. that from Diddy. Don't get me started on that nigga. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah, man, good for chance, man. I don't know. There goes Bad Boy. I don't know what. Uh, <laughs> Shout out Revolt. <laughs> Shit, you know, I'm always down for spending less money on police and spending more money on the community. So, shit, if you're going to spend $95 million dealing with police academy, show us, why, A, why that's needed. I know they try to say something about, oh, because it was of the shooting, now they have to train these officers better. But that's bullshit. You don't need ninety five million dollars. <laughs> you don't train need. A, you don't need a new fucking police academy to train that, to right. train people. Right. It's ridiculous. It's not yeah. like they're 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 lacking in, in, in facilities. Right. It's not facilities. That's they, not the answer. They're lacking in accountability. That's what's happening. And that doesn't cost ninety five million. No, it yeah. doesn't. Yeah. That, not at all. I mean, it, it's just another another one of these uh, police giveaways. Uh, a la Hillary Clinton, who wanted to give uh, cops a billion dollars or whatever for quote unquote training or whatever the fuck bullshit that that is. But I mean, the problem. I mean, they they, they talked about how um this is in response to um uh, the DOJ findings about um about police yeah. violence in Chicago. But it's it's complete bullshit because this is about accountability. This is about accountability and when 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 cops shoot black people. And if if you want to hold the, hold cops accountable, hold hold them accountable. But don't like just throw money at cops just because. Um, and and use and use this DOJ report as like some core sort of excuse as to why you want to just like throw money at, at cops uh, for for political purposes. It's complete bullshit. You need to 
hold hold cops accountable for for the shit that they do. That that's what's gonna uh, help reduce any and uh, these police shootings. Not building a fucking police police academy training center or whatever for ninety five million dollars. Yeah, yeah. and million. I think there was only one alderman who voted against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yep. So all those all the men, especially from that area, I think it was the west side of Chicago, which mm-hmm. might be the poorest area in yeah. all of Chicago. Yeah, mm-hmm. even worse than the south side, right? Yeah. Peeped it, yeah. The south side is actually it was rather affluent parts of it. Well yeah, because that's where the factories were at yeah. one point. You know, you know it was a black hub. Yeah, yeah it was. It had a uh, strong middle black middle class. It's like that in a lot of cities, man. Cities. That's why Obama like mm-hmm. lived chose to live there. Mm-hmm. But the West Side was really poor. That's like where JJ and them were living. <laughs> For real, like that's where Cabri Green oh, was. Yep. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I just I was reading up on it today. Yeah, yeah. yeah we drove man. out to Cabri Green and went yeah, to my cousin's wedding. Really? Yeah. Okay. The West Side was fucked up. Yeah. South Side was more interesting. Working class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I had a you know a small black middle class. Mm-hmm. But the West Side was just straight projects. Mm. It's like Brownsville. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Way to paint a picture. God damn. You got bro. perspective now, right? Browser, real shithole. <laughs> or the bluff in Atlanta. Right. Yeah, man. Um yeah, no, nah, definitely, man. It's really cool. You know, Chance is one of those rappers, you know what I'm saying, that's definitely, you know, in tune and is woke, you know what I'm saying, and definitely part of that this this trend and also the school of thought that we're you know, rappers are the community. They are our you know, our CNN. As you know, I'm saying, as PE used to love to say back in the day, public enemy. You know what I'm saying? For those who don't know PE and your hip hop history is off, yeah, public enemy. Anyway, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? But nah, but you know, for Chance, man, you know, shout out to him, you know, definitely. And you know, it just goes to show again where, you know, when we were just talking about throwing money at the problem and, you know, I'm saying, not looking at accountability as the the source of the issue, Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's almost like what suburban parents do with their kids. White suburban parents. Whenever their kids get in trouble, they throw money at the problem. Mm. <laughs> right? They like, you know, they say, No, Johnny's gonna be okay. Let's let's pay for him to, you know, get him a new car. Maybe that'll change his mind and to see that if he does this again, we'll take the car away after. But we're gonna buy you a new car to take it away. And I'm like, yo, that's that's the shit they do. They rather not address the issue and say we need to focus on measures of accountability and say no let's throw 95 million at police training what kind of fuck shit is that because they know, you know what i mean you know if you vote something against the police in this country or the military the mm-hmm. right wing has so far influenced this country and pushed it to the right that you can't even you can't even speak logically or make logical points that might not be against the military try to I want to see a politician come out and say and run on a platform that they're going to reduce military spending, mm. right? Or a mayor <laughs> run on the mm. run on a platform that they're going to reduce spending on police. Mm. The <laughs> they, they will not even get on the ballot. You Once know again, the fear sets in, right? It's yeah. that fear again. It's almost like <laughs> the military and the police spending is the only thing in this country that never is questioned. It's yeah. like given for for a fact that. Yeah, the police budget is going to go up. The military budget is going to mm-hmm. go up. That's why. Yeah, yeah that's why it's kind of crazy. Uh, we talked about last week the uh, the Philadelphia DA who got elected. Uh, he's anti police. He's like sued the police like dozens of times. And, uh, that's that, that was surprising. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy that he got elected. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, there's a lot with that. So um, hopefully, um, I mean, Chance Chance the Raptor, he's, he's given like a lot of money to uh, uh, the Chicago schools, mm-hmm. and so he's he's very philanthropic. And 
Um, yeah, Rahm Emanuel is just basically a piece of shit, and hopefully he just um, he he loses the next election. Yeah, really, that's surprising. Really and that's just surprising, man. You know what I'm saying? Like to come out of you know what I'm saying the Obama camp, and then you know what I'm saying to turn around. I'm like, damn, you're a real fucking piece of shit. You're a FPOS, <laughs> a fucking piece of shit. Right, like, they came out of Obama camp. You know I mean? know well, you know what? For me, well, was, you know, even in the Obama campaign, Obama who was pretty much a centrist, right? Yeah. Like Obama never really wanted to embrace the left that much because he feared being talked about by the right and being attacked. Even on the Obama campaign, he was more to the right, like center right. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like the one telling Obama, "Oh, we don't need." He wanted to strip down Obamacare. You know, just get some provisions passed. He's a very transactional candidate. Gotcha. I mean, uh, politician. Uh-huh. Gotcha. You know, he's he's one of those willers and dealers who just yeah. likes power. Yeah, they really don't. They don't have ideology. They don't care about ideology. Yeah, he's like um, he's no different from his brother. Who was portrayed on Entourage? Uh-huh. Oh, Ari, oh, gotcha. Ari, 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 Ari Gold is yeah. his brother. Well, Ari Emanuel, yeah. Ari Emanuel. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Gotcha. So, All right. Well, fuck you. Then. <laughs> <laughs> now that I got more information. See, do you, hey, right wing. See what just happened? I didn't have a lot of knowledge. Okay, okay. T- follow me, and here I am. I've been enlightened. I could change my viewpoint. Fuck. <laughs> See how easy that is. <laughs> you can learn a thing or two. You can learn a thing or two from T Black over here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Black Rage. <laughs> you guys are paying attention. T Black Rage. <laughs> that sounds right. That sounds right. Uh, so uh, moving on. Um, so GQ has named Colin Kaepernick its Citizen of the Year. So, so here comes the acronym for this. Oh fuck. We all wait with a bated breath. <laughs> Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Shut his mic off. Y'all ready? His name is nah, K- not really. K. Cody Kaepernick, citizen of the year. K. Cody. Yeah, K. Cody. That's what I'm calling him. Citizen of the year. No doubt, K. Cody. All right. All right, sir. We'll continue. add that to the K. Cody. K. Cody. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so Colin Kaepernick, uh, he appears on the cover of the upcoming issue of uh, GQ. K. Cody, after the uh, magazine named him uh, its 2017 Man of the Year. Uh, so he's the former San Francisco 49ers quarterback. He's um, pictured on the cover with a caption Citizen of the Year. Also, late night host uh, Stephen Colbert, actress uh, Gal Gadot, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Black Rob, and Golden State Warriors forward Kevin Durant are also recognized in the issue. So what do you guys think about the story? Yo, shout out to him, man. Definitely. Shout out to K. Cody. K. Cody, man. You know, he started the discussion in this country and really, you know, got the NFL woke and the NFL players woke. Not the whole league, obviously, with good, you know, with um, the owners. But he at least brought the discussion up, you know what I'm saying, and made it, you know, just something that we all have to pay attention to. And that's what it's all about. You know, I've seen, you know, a few, you know, shows out there where people were questioning whether or not this was a good selection. But it's not, you know... A sit being a citizen doesn't have to mean that you know. I guess they were looking for like a patriot or some shit. I don't know what they were trying to you know define the citizen of the year to be, but he definitely sparked a conversation that needed to be that should have been spoken about decades ago. But he brought it to the forefront, to the mainstream, and for him to be able to make the sacrifice that he did to be a celebrity and to be a, a major athlete to be able to say fuck it, y'all don't want to have me in the league. It's all good, and to donate you know a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? To Black Lives Matter. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, that, a lot that, of organizations. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? That's some real shit right there. That's a man who put his money, you know, put the money where his mouth is. So, shout out K. Cody. 
Yeah, man. Kaepernick is good, man. From you got money over here. From here to Johannesburg, South Africa, man. It's good money no in any doubt. any hood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, listen. What does it mean to be a citizen, right? I've never. I'm not. I'm not a patriotic guy. Yeah, I said it. You know, fuck patriotism. It's too Hold close. Down. It's too close to nationalism, right? Mm. It's that Hold us, up. us, us versus them. The only thing I require of people is just to be a good citizen, right? Mm. Just be a good citizen. Don't commit crimes against people. Pay your taxes. Do you vote? Do your civil duties like, you know, serving on juries or whatever? That's it. I mean, what, what more can you ask of a citizen than that? Mm. Look I don't need you to sing for the flag. I don't need you to stand up for the... That that's, doesn't show me anything. That's not... That's symbolism. But if you're just a good citizen, you get along with your neighbors, you'll be productive, and, and you will give back to the, to society. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Kaepernick is a great citizen, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. He does all those things, plus more, plus sparks a whole conversation. So, yep. y'all leave that man alone about patriotism, man. That's just a word mm-hmm. people use that are try to divide people. Right. And it is a dope team, the Patriots, though, but we'll, Whatever. we'll keep it moving. <laughs> Know what I'm saying, oh man. So BlackRock hates the troops. So um, <laughs> let's move. Uh, so as far as uh, Colin Kaepernick, um, he, and the police, and the police too. <laughs> he hates the police and the troops. He hates puppies. and the right wing. He hates puppies too. And, and the right wing definitely. Yeah, he, he, he strangles puppies on the weekend. Oh man. So uh, as far as Kaepernick, yeah, um, I like what you said, T. Black. He sacrificed uh, like a whole lot. He sacrificed so much. There's not too many people who are willing to sacrifice their career in order to help other people. And that's exactly what he did. And that's exactly what a citizen of the year and a patriot, and I don't like saying that word, would do. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree that he should have um, he should have gotten citizen of the year, even though you have some of these uh, right-wing idiots, uh, one, this one blonde uh, former ESPN um, person in particular. I don't even want to fucking say her name. But she's basically trying to be like the, the, another Tommy Lauren, essentially. Um, I don't even want to say her name either, but um, yeah. So she, she talk, people talking about uh, how JJ Watt should have uh, been the, the uh, citizen of the year because he raised all his money. Did, did he give any of this money? I mean, he, he he his his foundation. Like, I mean, he received a whole bunch of money. I mean, did he like what did he actually do? I mean, yeah, that's it's complete bullshit. So people just want to want to minimize Colin Kaepernick and what he did, his accomplishments, his sacrifice, especially his sacrifice. That that speaks volumes to me. What he gave up in the prime of his career, essentially, he's in his he's what thirty maybe, maybe a little less, maybe twenty nine, twenty eight, something like that. So yeah, he gave all that up to in order to help uh, help um, less for the less fortunate. So yeah, he he got he good money in my book. So Kaepernick, come to DC, I got you, no doubt. Yeah, did you see that uh, the iconic picture? It's, it's a meme. That has Ali in Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I saw that. And then you see yeah. him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah nah, man. Wearing the um, yeah, the joint. Yeah, the joint, the, the shirt. With the kids, yeah. with the kids, and yeah, it was the dope. same shirt. I mean, the same picture, the uh, type of picture that Kaepernick took. Yep, yep, yep. Like I said, it's like dope, man. It's awesome. Dope. Hashtag K Cody. <laughs> Don't worry, Kaepernick. We won't. We won't give you that nickname. <laughs> it's, it's all right. Yo, we, yo, we good. It's gonna be. It's gonna be trending. Watch we, we K good. Cody. We good. We good. So no no K Cody around here. So uh, moving on. So we gonna talk about some hip hop shit. Um. So um, hip hop, you don't stop. That's right. That's right. 
So uh, we wanted to get into a little discussion about uh, about hip hop stuff. So um, so we want to talk about a Mount Rushmore of rappers not named Biggie, Jay Z, Nas, Tupac, or Andre Three Thousand. So we would get into like your, um, your people that you you don't necessarily always hear in the top five because those are usually in your top five. So you wanted to get into um, I guess the next five, the next four. So, what do you guys think? Who are your, what's your Mount Rushmore of rappers not named Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas, Tupac, and Andre 3000? Nas, Andre 3000, Biggie J. <laughs> There's your Mount Rushmore. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no, nah, I'll go first, man. Yeah, so for me, I had to, you know, put this together, man, because these rappers, you know what I'm saying, for real, it's always a toss-up whenever we go through those original, you know what I'm saying, that that top five or those top four that we always, you know, mention. But, um, yeah, for me, I'll just, you know, run it down like Black Thought, okay. you know what I'm saying, from the roots, Good you choice. know what I'm saying, no yeah. doubt, man, he's a monster, he's a beast. They, come in, they come in D.C. Yeah, no doubt, Next I definitely, month. yeah, yeah, definitely want to go check him. I've seen him he's, twice. He's legit, he's legit. No yeah. doubt, no yeah. doubt, I mean, he's fire, I knew, you know. When, Shit, he's the only person I've ever seen, like, outshine pun word. on that yeah, on word. Capital Punishment album. Yeah, no yeah. Doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, all right, and of course, you know what I'm saying, Jada Kiss. You know Kiss. what I'm saying? Definitely, yeah. yo. Jada, man. Underrated, man. Like, yeah. yo. Did y'all, underrated. You know what I'm saying? Top five dead or alive. Did y'all hear that joint? Did y'all listen to that album? Mm-hmm. Album was. Speaking of which, I was just listening to the new. Um, uh, Locks joint? Locks. Re up. Uh, the Re up. Yeah, Re up. United yeah. States. Uh, oh, America the Beautiful. It's Filthy America. Filthy America. America. Yeah. yeah. That shit is dope. Yeah, man. check it out. The Re up. That, that's my favorite joint off that. Them um, boys um, have not lost anything. They are spitting on that album. Shout out Sheik. Ghost. Yeah, Kiss. You know what I'm saying? Then, of course, I had to go back. You know what I'm saying? Blastmaster Karis one. You know what I'm saying? I'm okay. always talking about big business controls okay. America. Now you got to <laughs> say it like he says it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> huh? You got to say it like he says it. What, his name? what do you mean? <laughs> big business. <laughs> oh, big business controls America. <laughs> See, Rob, you know what I'm saying? We drinking over. He got me oh, on one right now. Oh, we no all, doubt. Blastmaster. No doubt. Blastmaster Karis one. And, yo, and the last person, you know what I'm saying, that definitely, you know, I had to give props to because I remember when I first, you know, one of the albums I started listening to, man, was Ghetto Boy. So, shout out Scarface. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Scarface is legit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Face Mob. So, yeah, that's my, you know what I'm saying, my Rushman, my four. Black Thought, Jada Kiss, Karis One, and Scarface. That's okay. solid. That's solid. Um, I was thinking about this all day, man, because... When we uh, discussed this topic, I was like, I don't know about this, man. Why are we, you know, leaving out some people? But I was like, all right, I'll go with it. So the more I started thinking about it, I'm like, damn, you know, this is going to be hard, man. Because <laughs> outside of your top five, those guys that always come up, Nas, Jay-Z, Andre 3000, you know, Tupac, Biggie, uh, your five, ten, your, the next five to ten change all the time. Yeah. You know, and there's no different. Like today, I was thinking, damn, fuck. So <laughs> it was it was a hard list to put together, mm-hmm. and I mean, okay, let's let's just go, okay? Because first number one, he's on my top five, Ice Motherfucking Cube. Okay, all right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an OG. Yep. NWA changed the face of music. Yep. And he was the main writer on NWA. Uh, check out America's Most, mm-hmm. Lethal Injection. Mm-hmm. Um, Death Certificate is mm-hmm. my favorite album of all time. Predator, uh, yeah. you know, 
fell off a little bit towards the end when he started doing movies. But just based on that work along those five albums, he's always gonna be in my top five. And he gave us Friday. And he gave us Friday. Shout out DJ Pooh. Shout out DJ Pooh. Um shout out the Lynch Mob. <laughs> you mean that beat, fool? <laughs> Um, God so, damn! I'm glad y'all said it all. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest diss of all time. Yeah, man, definitely yeah. in that time. Anyway, what? Yeah, it's up there with yeah. you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's up there. Definitely. Ether, no Vaseline, and hit them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Pretty um, much. My second is uh, Rakim. Oh yeah. Okay. Now, to be fair, I had to go back and listen to Rakim. Right? Like, I, I moved to this country in '87, so I missed a lot of. It's prime, right? But when you look at like how MCs rhyme today, it's all you know, it's all due to Rakim Allah. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people used to rhyme rhyme the last word of each bar, mm-hmm. right? right? And that's right. all they used to rhyme. And Rakim came with these crazy flows where he's rhyming in between, you know, in the sentence he may have yeah, three right different rhymes yep. in one mm-hmm. bar. Yep. In the bar. Yeah. And he's doing it like he did it in a like in a conversational tone. Where at that time everybody was yelling, mm-hmm. so I don't think Nas, I don't think Jay Z, yep. I don't think all your favorite rappers in the '90s exist without Rakim. Yep, he changed the flow. Yep, yeah. he changed the game. Yep. Um, the other two I reserve for some of my personal favorites that other people may not agree, but they meant a lot to me, like the music that they put out. CeeLo from the Goody Mob. Okay. Um. The albums that he, before he started, you know, doing a lot of rock and roll stuff and singing, which was good. I kind of enjoyed some of those albums. Yeah, yeah. Like that crazy joint. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But if you listen to Soul Food and you listen to uh, Still Standing and some of the Outkast first joints where he was, like, really busting, he's one of the best. Like, one of the best, hands down. Right? Plus, he has a lot of soul. Uh very conscious what people would call woke now <laughs> he was doing it back then mm-hmm. so CeeLo the last one it was a struggle it was a struggle this one came up to either <laughs> Ghostface or 8Ball from 8Ball yeah. and JG okay. because of the fact that I'm sitting here with two East Coast dudes <laughs> and I know we're going to have a lot of East Coast people in there I had to rep for the South for this one so I chose 8Ball oh damn if okay. you're not familiar with his music go and check 8Ball out Check out On Top of the World. Uh, check out even his, some of his early stuff, like, you know, him and MJG coming out hard, as well as some of their later stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially his uh, solo album, Lost. I, I think 8Ball was just as talented as uh, B.I.G. It's just, oh, damn. Wow. It's just the South was not getting the wow. props at that time. Listen, wow. to, listen to On Top of the World and listen to Lost and tell me if it's not close. Wow. Wow. Well, wow. hey. That's very bold statements. Yeah, man. Yo, Rakim, yeah, Rakim definitely was like, damn, that's, it, these lists. Be, it's I, hard, man. I don't I know wanna... why these lists become hard, man. Like, when you, you know what I'm saying? Every time you have to think about, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, who they, you know, who that person should be on, you know, your top five or your Mount Rushmore, you start forgetting people. I'm like, how can I forget yep. Rakim Allah? You know yep. what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. How can you forget the God? Yeah, you know Big what I mean? Big Daddy Kane. No, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know what fucking, um, what Big L. <laughs> um, it's crazy. See from Queens, um, DJ Polo. Oh, uh, um, 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 Kooji rap. See, Kooji rap, Kooji how, rap, how am I yeah, drawing yeah. a fucking blank with G rap? Kooji, Kooji rap. rap I mean, there's no Nas without Kooji rap Sick. and Rakim. Uh, right? Yeah. 
yeah. Prodigy. I mean, shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's crazy, but shit, pun, pun. Rest in peace. So, so yo, if y'all, you know, rappers, don't take this person. <laughs> We're just coming off top. You know what I'm saying? We drinking, blaming all the alcohol. Uh, exactly. Sir, it's your turn, man. It's yeah. hard. It's, it's hard. hard. Yeah, it is hard. Uh, obviously, there's gonna be some people, uh, some le- left off, but uh, that's no, that's no slights, no not at all. On anybody. <laughs> I mean, these these lists are, are hard for a reason. I mean, these these um, these generate discussion, and you know everybody has their personal favorites, and you know music is is about um, is about a feeling. Music is about emotion. It's about like a time in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I, you, obviously you you would like um, you would um, feel a certain way about a certain artist because it was somebody who put out something at a certain time in your life that had you feeling a certain way, mm-hmm. and that's what you kind of relate to. So music is all about like feeling, especially the years anything. the years between like when you're 13 and maybe like. Mid twenties, yeah, yeah, that's when mo- that's when music is most influential. Exactly. I bet you most people's favorite music comes from that, from that time. Yep, yeah, exactly. You don't usually catch people like have their favorite artists when they're forties or fifties or whatever. No doubt, you know what yeah. Because I mean? yo, I have every Ghostface album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he should have been, but it's just hard when yeah. you're thinking. You're like, mm-hmm. I don't know what about Ghostface is the man. Like I love yeah. that. I love <laughs> how he rhymed, yo. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? It's- Person, you know, it was that it was the those the um, the rapper who was the jam would come out in the party or whatever yep. when you were in high school or whatever. Yeah. Um, all kind of all kind of shit, you know. People, you come home and you watch Rap City or whatever. That's who come out. Yeah, all that, all that shit. Black so. Moon. How can I forget yeah. Buckshot Shorty? How can mm-hmm. I forget? You know what I'm saying? Whole boot camp click. You know what Both I'm saying? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Crazy. So my list. Um, right. I'm gonna set it off um, with one of Rob's picks. The God MC Rakim Allah. So, like Rob said, he said it all. But yeah, he's the precursor for all your favorite rappers, your Jay Z, your Nas, um, everybody. He he really changed the game. Um, yeah, he just came out and just just killed it. Came out with something that was like absolutely brand new and just um, yeah, he just came in and just um, influenced everybody. Essentially, everybody everybody was was trying to be Rakim after that. Everybody's style changed, and everybody tried to to replicate replicate what he did. So, I mean, Nas will tell you all this all this shit. So yeah, he's he's the god MC. So yeah, I'm starting off with uh, Rakim Allah. Next, um, I'm going to give it to Redman. Redman is is to me he he be he's in my top five. So Redman he um he came out just like. Gangbusters! What the album? He came out with like three classic albums, like just back to back to back. Facts. Facts. And he was he was Facts. killing it. And he just came out with a style. I mean, a lot of some some people had had like uh, funny shit in there in there in their songs. I mean, yeah, like uh, people like Fat Boys or whatever. You know, back in the day, whatever. But he was like both hard and funny, and he, his lyrical dexterity was like just incredible from when he came out and he got better second album third album muddy muddy water was just it was insane it was insane it was just a great album he was just he just a great mc he he he, and he's he's funny he's um and he's like the precursor for like um like an eminem and eminem he he always he credits he credits um red man with a lot of his style because he does he did a lot of funny stuff stuff too and he would like mix it with like a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of hardcore stuff or whatever. And yeah, he was just like uh, he was just like an amazing an amazing rapper. And he ch- he also changed the game too. And that Death Squad 
was yeah. was packed with talent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think yep. about it? Keith yep. Murray. Keith Murray. Keith Murray. Yeah. Keith Murray. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Mm-hmm. EPMD. Yep. Come EPMD. on now. That's the, see. So, so I'm not doing these fucking lists no more, man. <laughs> fuck that. When you think but, when you think I, about that, I'm not doing these lists. These lists suck, man. <laughs> because I'm sitting here like fucking red man. What the album? <laughs> yeah. What's Superman the album? lover. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yep. How to roll a blunt? Yep. Come on. Yep. Stop it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my bad. Finish it. Let's start <laughs> quoting lyrics over here, quoting bars and all shit. Right. So, I, so I, I got Rakim and Redman. I'm going to go with Eminem next. Eminem, he also was a, a very influential, a very influential rapper. He, his, what I like about Eminem, he's he's a student of everybody. He he study he's he's he studies everybody, and he's. He's also at the same time funny, but what I really like about Eminem is just his um, his uh, his emotion that he puts in his music. Like he, when Eminem raps, when he talks about like he he'll he'll go really introspective. He'll go into real personal shit, really, really, really personal shit. More than more than I think most, more than I think most rappers. And he'll like really like put his heart in, in into his, his album. Talk about a whole lot of like hurtful stuff. And that's the kind of thing I, I, I really like to, to see to see a, a, somebody an artist like lay their lay their their uh, soul on, on on wax essentially, and he was all, he's like technically he's like incredible like his, his just his his flow his delivery his uh, his his wit um, everything he's super funny yeah he's he's just amazing he's amazing so he's definitely definitely next on my list. Um, my last one, I've got, uh, this might cause a little controversy, but he's one of the new school guys, but I've got Kendrick Lamar. So Kendrick Lamar, um, there, other than Redman, I can't think of another rapper who's, who's come out with like so many like incredible albums, like back to back to back from, from Jump. I mean, you have Section 80, you have uh, Good Kid, Mad City, which is a classic album, prop, which is probably one of the, one of the only two classic albums in in my book of this decade, essentially. Um, and you have um, uh, what's the other one? The other one is um, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, the, the Kanye West one. Um, Dark Twisted Dark, Fantasy. Dark Twisted Fantasy. That's the, to me. Those are the only two classic albums uh, of this decade. Okay. My beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Um, so yeah, he came out with "To Pimp a Butterfly" and this new "Damn" is it's just insane. So four out four like ridiculous albums. Um, I would say to me, I would I would call a good uh, one of them's classic. Uh, two of them are very very close to being classics. So yeah, um, those are those are what uh, those are those are my uh, my four. Um, so I've got Rakim, Redman. Eminem and Kendrick Lamar. That's a solid list. Yeah, man, definitely, man. And again, man, all our favorite MCs, man. Yo, I'm gonna call this Mount Toughmore. It was tough. <laughs> Trust me, man. It is because, tough. You know, there's so many, so many rappers that you want to put on there. You yep. know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, it's it's, it's hard, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah, Rakim. Oh my god. So that was a good idea. I wasn't on board at first, but <laughs> it was a good man. idea to, you know, just you know, move out the ones mm-hmm. that are. Usually on the top, uh, undisputed top fives in most people's lists. Right. Because exactly. I, yeah, because I mean, even my top five, then you know what I'm saying. I definitely, 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it just drew a blank when it came to some of those cats. We were just talking, like, what the fuck? Yeah, for me, I would have had like four of those. Those five would have been in my top five yeah. that we that we excluded. So yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. easy. So yeah, so we got we got Rob on board now. He's he's on board now. So we good. <laughs> well, next to this, we're just gonna say, who the fuck you think's nice? I ain't got time for no top. No, <laughs> shit. It's tough. Man. How long you got? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we might cut it off at twenty. <laughs> no, nah, nah, nah. At least, well, at least, you know what I mean? Minimum. Man, you know what I'm saying? Shout out hip hop. You don't stop. Hip-hop. Hip-hop. Yeah, so um, another hip-hop thing we want to talk about was a landmark uh, event in your life in hip-hop. Uh, so we want to talk about, um, essentially, um, what what um, influenced you, like, hip-hop-wise, or what was what were your first um, your first experiences with hip-hop, um, or just, just growing up, essentially? So what, essentially, what... what what really really marked you when you when you were when you were growing up uh, when um, talking about hip hop? Um, for me, um, like I growing growing up in a very religious um, family, I wasn't really exposed to hip hop like that from at an early age because my parents didn't um, didn't want me listening to hip hop essentially. So the only hip hop I, I heard like from a young would be like um, the pop hip hop like um, you know, your young MC. Um, I heard like. Um, uh, raw bass, um, that 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 shit. But like, um, um, when I when um, I used to go to my best friend's house, and um, remember, like maybe I was like eleven or twelve, twelve or something like that. And um, he uh, he put on um, he would put on when we went, we would go over to his house. Uh, we would like play uh, play Sega or whatever, and he put on um, Slick Rick, Adventures of Slick Rick, and so that just kind of like I just heard it and the children's story and all that shit, and that was really like. It just hit me. It was like, oh shit, this is like incredible. So yeah, that that's that's the one. That's the my my first like I guess real exposure to hip hop. Just like sitting there playing playing video games and listening to Slick Rick and just like uh, just like getting a vibe of what the what the culture was. You know what I mean? Because I'd never really got exposed to it before then. Because I just. Uh, yeah, that really that really affected me, and that led led me to like listen to other people, and you know, your uh, tribe called Quest and and whatnot, and um, yeah, when I went I went to church to I, I uh, Fife uh, R P Fife, uh, he used to go to my my church um, in uh, in New York. Like my dad was his um his uh, uh, elementary school um, uh, principal. And, really? and grade school principal, principal yeah. Oh shit! So That's he so he used to go to my church. He knew me or whatever. He used to call me uh, my me big man or whatever. He used to say hi because he knew my dad or whatnot. So he he was like a real 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 cool guy. So how old was he? He was like a few years a few, older than me. He was like five years older than me. Oh, okay. So I, I went I'd go to church at like you know eleven or so. He'd be like six. He was like sixteen, seventeen or whatever. Uh-huh. And he he'd like you know he'd he'd be hanging out there or whatever. I remember, I remember I saw Q Tip in church one time too. That's pretty cool. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah, the, those and people were were talking about him or whatever. And that was like, and I used to hear that that also. Um, so that was also uh, another big um, exposure to hip hop um, to me for me as a as a kid. What about you guys? Um, <clears throat> I probably say when I was thinking about this. To me, it was the access to the music that was hard. Like, people nowadays don't, like, kids these days, they wouldn't understand, like, what you had to go through to listen to hip-hop. Because it wasn't on the radio. Yep. Believe it or not, there was a certain time when even black radio did not play hip-hop unless it was at a certain designated time. Exactly. Um, A lot of us growing up didn't have cable. 
you know, it might be like one person in the hood who has uh, MTV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so I just want to shout out um, this. Uh, wish I remember the name of the video channel. But on Friday nights, shout out to Ryan Cameron on V103 because he used to have the mix. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, when you have the mix, that's that's when hip hop, you heard all the joints, all the hip hop joints. And you record them off the radio, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. And try not to record the the station, yeah, yeah, the commercials yeah. or the station mm-hmm. identification, yeah. Yeah. so you can play them back to your friends. Yep. And that was for a lot of t- you know for a long time. That's the only like mix of hip hop that we had. That was a mixtape. <laughs> essentially, yep. essentially, Making you know? mixtapes. And you dub if you missed recording, you go over your friend's house and dub it or borrow it from one of your friends. You put tape, you put mm-hmm. like a piece of tissue on the tape <laughs> so nobody could tape over it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, there wasn't no instant music or, mm-hmm. you know, what we have now with, you know, streaming. Um, the tape would pop and you fucking put scotch tape put on scotch that. tape oh, on it. Yeah. You got to fix it, oh, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. You used to know a lot of things how to fix tapes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember Saturdays, um, there was uh, this, this uh, video show. They used to come on in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. On um, back in the day, <laughs> ladies, I mean uh, kids, uh, <laughs> used to have five channels. All right, <laughs> you'd have the three uh, network channels on the top, right? There were VHF That's or something, yeah, and UHF was the bottom. And then at the bottom, you had the yep. UHF. UHF. Uh-huh. Yep. So in Atlanta, it was channel sixty-nine. <laughs> channel sixty-nine used to show kung fu, kung fu in the uh, right after lunch or whatever. Then they would show like three, four hours of hip hop videos, and that's oh, okay. when I really got into okay. it. Like, you know, watch everything like Public Enemy, uh, Stetson Sonic, just everything that they had a video out, they'll play it. You know, mm-hmm. so that was my first like. That was like Friday night, you you heard it. Saturday, you saw it. You no know? doubt. Mm-hmm. So, man, shout out to Channel Sixty Nine. <laughs> <laughs> they kept no me doubt. entertained. Like, yeah. Cartoons in the morning, mm-hmm. kung fu in the uh, afternoon, hip hop all afternoon, and then wrestling at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wrestling. I remember that uh, was it. That was a full Saturday for the kid. I remember like staying home, like um, like in the summer or whatever, or like in a spring break. And in New York, we had like the box, and you uh, it's like a music music channel where you could like um, you you would order like uh, order music videos to like a nine hundred number. Oh, and you would like, and you like. I remember that. It was wow. like selection, so you like pick like the the, yep. the four or five digit code or whatever for like video that you wanted to watch. Yeah, right. They play play a lot of like hip hop stuff because people were like you know because you couldn't really see like that many hip hop that much. It was no MTV. Like, on MTV. No, yeah. time, exactly. Time, no. And you know, uh, and UMTV raps was like only like half hour long or whatever, and they show maybe three videos or whatever yeah, or yeah, something like that. Week, yeah, and then an hour on Saturdays. Yeah, yeah, an hour, exactly. So yeah, Saturday morning. So I used to spend like my entire day just like sitting there watching like like. Just sitting there waiting. Okay, they're gonna play this video. They're gonna play this video. So you can see this ticker on the bottom. See what's right. what's what are the what are people ordering? So you're like, okay, come on, order this, order this, order this. <laughs> That's Ralph McDaniel, right? No, not the one. Video music box was Ralph. McDaniel, oh, video right? music box. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah but the 900 joint was just yeah, the box. Boot. Yeah, just the box. The box. The yeah. box. <laughs> it was just the box in New York. Yeah. What about you, T? Yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? So for me, man, growing up in Boston, man, you know what I'm saying? Hip-hop used to come through. It was crazy because I remember hearing it, you know what I'm saying? Just as a kid, I was just walking up the street and, you know what I'm saying? This cat, this dude I knew playing the music outside of his, um, it was blazing outside. He had a speaker by the window 
and it was just blazing music. And I was like, what the fuck is that? I'll never forget. I was a kid. Fast forward to about, you know what I'm saying, third grade, you know, so this was probably the summer, you know what I'm saying, between second and third grade. So fast forward third grade, you know, back in school that you have Kris Kringle or whatever, you know what I'm saying, where like kids, you know, exchange gifts and all that mm-hmm. shit. So, you know, you do like normal kid shit, you know what I'm saying, you pick a name, you just give a kid, you know, some gift your mom's bought, you know, bought you to give to the kids so you can be part of the class and all mm-hmm. that shit. Well, one of my friends in third grade got me LL Cool J. Oh, radio, wow. he got me radio. And okay. I was like, "What the fuck?" And my mom now, mind you, my mom had just bought. Remember those l- big stereo systems that had the record player, the oh, receiver, yeah. and all, all those shit. components, the all the components with the speakers, oh, yeah. with the glass doors, <laughs> the glass door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. You already know, oh, right? Yeah. Remember oh, that yeah. shit? Yeah. So check oh, yeah. it. So I get the record. It was and it was on vinyl, forty-five. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Got the joint, put it on. So of course, you know, hip hop. I'm hearing it after a while. I'm, you know, I heard. You know, like I said, that summer from. My, uh, my friend's um, window so I'm like oh they do the scratching thing right so I put it on my mother's turntable and started scratching oh, my man. mother's like stop messing up my damn <laughs> you know what I'm saying with the West That's Indian funny. accent she used to yell at me and I used to play the music loud in the building you That's feel funny. me so all my neighbors so you know I'm just like I remember when I got Public Enemies album takes a nation and millions hold me hold us back on cassette tape and death it was the Def Jam tape mm-hmm. the gray joints the gray tape yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. man I used to blast that shit I man my, my neighbors used to come up they used to hit <laughs> they used to hit the floor you know what I'm saying like and complain to my mom exactly. she, I couldn't do that I'm a, I was like sir where my parents were very crazy so they wouldn't let me listen to certain music. Yeah. What's he being an only child? Same I was a latchkey kid. Oh yeah. So I always had to, yeah. You so I was by myself a lot. You I, know had what a, I had a I had a headphones, and I used to get my tapes from this kid I knew. His brother, I think, he sold dope. So he had like, <laughs> kid name was Gino, but no doubt. Like his brother had like shout no, out Gino. No, no dry snitching. No dry snitching. <laughs> I know, but shout out Gino. Statue limitations though. Yeah, he had like a huge box just full of tapes, man. So I used to just go over his house and just anything like you want to listen to, he no had doubt. it. Yeah, man. So, so yeah, man. So it was that. And then, and think, you know, when we're talking about, you know, major broadcasting, prior to like MTV, like well, when MTV raps came out, I'll never forget too. This was crazy. I remember I went, um, I had went out of town for the summer and I was in Phoenix, Arizona. And I was watching, and I remember they were advertising a rap show coming on MTV. This is after, you know, cable. I was like, what? And then they were like, it's coming on. I remember it was in August. And I was like, damn, I'm going to be away. I'm not going to be able to watch it. And I was like, man, I don't know if they, I don't know if they have cable. <laughs> fuck, man. So then I get out there, you know, it was hot as fuck, man. You know, shout out Phoenix, you know what I'm saying? My sister is out there too, you know what I'm saying? So shout her out. You know what I mean? I'm out there, man. It's hot as shit. But then it was a Saturday, and I was like, uh, uh, can we watch MTV? And the kids were like, yeah, what's on MTV? Is this rock and roll? I said, no, there's a rap show coming on. We got to watch it. And, and you know, lo and behold, it was the first, you know, episode of Yo! MTV Raps. Okay. When Randy MC, oh, you know what I'm saying, was on oh, stage, damn. and they were introducing the joint at Fat Fire Freddy. And as far as being oh. played on the radio, you know, in Boston, we didn't have a major radio station playing hip-hop. So we had college radio. Well, actually, I'm going to I'm gonna even go a little bit further back. There were two radio stations. So it was AM, W-I-O-D, 1090 AM, you know what I'm saying, in Boston. They played, what was it? Oh, shit. I know my Boston heads. They're going to have to give me, refresh my memory on this one. Was it the storm? Some shit, but it was between 7 and 8. You know, and he played it between Every 7 day? and yeah. In the evening time, in the in summer, the only in the summer. Oh, okay. Between oh, okay. 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. Hmm. And then WERS, a college radio station, played it between 5 and 8. Was it 5 and 8? Or was it 8 to 11? I can't remember, but a college radio station is what broke hip-hop. 
in Boston for a oh, while okay, before okay. you know what I'm saying the major radio station like 94.5 came out yeah. so you know what I'm saying so shit like that man but it's crazy like when y'all were talking about it, I'm like just to see how far it's come you know mm-hmm. what I mean where it was basically like you know like like it's the, pop, to, it's the like, pop music of this day yeah but no it's even worse you just had you couldn't find the scarce you used to just have to figure out who got the hot tape who what mixtapes are out there right. or you know what I'm saying and if you get on the radio you get on the most fucked up radio station and you're like you know moving the <laughs> rabbit ears around down. and shit <laughs> taking your radio all around the house or even outside you're like yo yo you know what I'm yep. saying the boom box you try to era. get the dial just, just right. right right and then you just hold that shit like okay and then next thing you know you knew when the shit was coming to an end because it'll get even more fucked up and then you the pirate radio stations too so it was just wild man but yeah those are my landmark moments okay. that i can remember that's what's up yeah you kids don't know nothing yeah, I don't okay know. Oh, sure. i mean we appreciated this music because it was so scarce man. yeah now yeah. it's cheap it's it's, yeah. it's disposable, disposable yeah. yeah it's commodity if you can get it anywhere it's just like eh. yeah even in new york like they didn't get like a hip-hop station until like i want to say 93 94 something like that because like before that you would only get it like um on um kiss fm in in new york and they would play like they'd play that really poppy the poppy uh hip-hop or whatever Mm -hmm. so um yeah and you i think that you you uh you could get it on like a college stations like you said like you said t and there was like obviously the stretch bobito show whatever they in new york i mean they 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 broke a lot of stuff i mean they broke nas and they broke a lot. They broke a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So even in New York, like a place like that, you BLS didn't play. Uh, they they play occasionally. They okay, yeah. like they they played like them like and Kiss. Kiss I think had like they played more. BLS would play, um, like um, they they play some. They they play they play like the really popular the really popular okay. ones mm-hmm. occasionally also. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's that's the true. college yeah, radio also. stations that broke the underground artists. Yeah, like exactly. You said, like that broke the, you know what I'm saying, those artists that you were like, yo, that's the shit right there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had we had a, Georgia State had a, a radio station in Atlanta, but that was much later. I didn't know about it when I was a kid. Mm. So V103, Ryan Cameron. Shout <laughs> out, Oh, yeah. I forgot. Uh, Arnell Star. Shout out to Arnell Star. That was on Sunday. They used to come on at 11 o'clock on Sunday. So he'd have like a, uh, a show that he would host and show videos, but then he would also invite local talent on there. Oh, that's right? what's and, up. And, and interview them. Or like when big artists came to Atlanta to do shows, he would have them on. Uh, yeah, I remember he was, I think he was the first guy to have Outcast on. Really? On oh, air. Wow. Yeah. Damn, that's what's up. Oh, wow. Shout out to Arnell Star, man. Yeah, man. So. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to you, Arnell. No doubt. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, that concludes our uh, our broadcast. Anything you guys uh, want to talk about? Happy Thanksgiving. Give thanks, man. Gobble, be thankful. Gobble. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. happy Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? We'll be gone for a while, right? For a couple of weeks? A couple of weeks, yeah. Two we'll weeks. be back in, in two weeks. So yeah, so we'll be back in, uh, in a couple of weeks. So uh, happy Thanksgiving to all. Enjoy. Have safe safe travels uh, over to wherever you guys are going. So uh, so yeah, that, that concludes our, uh, our broadcast. Uh, so uh, we'll see you guys in uh, a couple of weeks. Um, we have, um, so please, if you haven't want to send us any comments or uh, any questions or anything, or just uh, shout us out or whatever, you can uh, contact us at uh, official three kings podcast at gmail.com on Twitter at three kings podcast and on Instagram and Facebook at official three kings podcast. And that's number three, not T H R E E. So yeah, we'll uh, see you guys in a couple weeks. So peace All out. Right, we out. Peace. Peace. Classic hip hop. Dr. D R E. Rose and Jay, let's get them.
We started out mopping floors, and now we front row at the awards. Number one for the last 20 years. If you real, motherfucker, scream cheers. Motherfucker, scream cheers. Yeah. And it is what it is.